You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we're going to be talking about miles davis's kind of blue in the room i have rob Um, ben and grady excited grady hi very excited (laughs) Uh, kind of blue is a 1959 jazz studio album by american jazz trumpeter miles davis released on columbia records it was produced by tio marcio irving township Um, the genre is blues jazz modal jazz in 19, this is a little bit longer, 1959, Miles headed up one of the most acclaimed and profitable working bands, pursuing the hard bop style. His lineup featured alto saxophonist Cannonball Adderley, tenor saxophonist John Coltrane, pianist Bill Evans, bassist Paul Chambers, and drummer Jim, Jimmy Cobb. His band played a mixture of pop standards and bebop originals by Charlie Parker, Thelonious Monk, Dizzy Gillespie, and Tad Demeron. Davis was one of many jazz musicians growing dissatisfied with bebop and saw its increasingly complex chord changes as hindering creativity in contrast to Davis's earlier work of complex chord changes. Kind of Blue is based entirely on modality. The entire album was composed as a series of modal sketches in which each performer was given a set of scales that defined the parameters of their improvisational style. Oh, improvisation and style. The album was recorded in two sessions at Columbia's 30th Street Studio in New York City, the first on March 2nd and the second April 22nd. Once the musicians were assembled, Davis gave brief instructions for each piece and then set to taping the sextet in studio. Five of the six tracks were first takes, with flamingo sketches taking only two two takes. The resulting album was by many critics' uh, account Jazz's greatest record, Davis's masterpiece, and one of the best albums of all time. How did you guys like Miles Davis' Kind of Blue? I mean, agreed with that that last sentiment. Um, quick, um, just correction to make. The book has uh, Witten Kelly as the primary pianist. It actually doesn't even mention Bill Evans. Bill Evans is actually the main pianist, yes. with Witten Kelly only playing on... Freddie Freddy Freeloader, which is the most blues-oriented. And um, it was many years later, but actually in, I think it was 2002, 
the Davis estate uh, acknowledged that Evans was actually one of the composers of mm-hmm. at least Blue and Green, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think flamenco sketches as well, or at least a co-composer yes. there. Yes. Um, Why was it, he left out of the credits? Well, that was also the, the sort of the way of the times where the band leader would take the credit for... I think it happened in... Um, it happened two miles in a band that he had been playing in before. He wrote a song and it was credited to the band leader of the time. But you can hear, just knowing Evans's more classically influenced style, um, the, the Debussy and some Chopin sort of influences, um, you can hear his his fingerprint on on the structure uh, there and that and that the mo- the modal style that that they were learning miles started up with uh, his song milestones on a previous album yep um and then i mean coltrane got into that with giant steps and it was it was moving along but this was you know miles wanted to do an entire album centered around that and he and evans were both influenced by this book by this guy george russell russell um about uh, modality and or yeah uh, the lydian chromatic concept of total organization which was a big inspiration inspiration um in this this era with this type of, of music so anyway uh, just incredible incredible album mm-hmm. yeah I would say Bill Evans is responsible for a lot of this album all the players are but Bill Evans with Miles Davis are are definitely the the core of the album and just pitch perfect performances by almost everyone on the album. Well, and that's what the, the modality does and why Miles wanted to move to that from the rapid chord progressions of of the hard bop stuff is that this is, he, he quoted, uh, it was quoted as saying, it was a, a return to melody. So in having this more vertical relationship where you're not changing key signatures and, and chords every, you know, every other beat, you have this one or two, these one or two scales that basically sort of transcend and and you can focus more on just the melody that you're playing instead of having to worry about all right at the end of this i'm gonna have to go back and and you know start the whole thing and and do a variation on that or whatever it's a much more open canvas to then yeah just be able to focus more on a purely melodic statement which you hear i mean in, in the the sax solos and flamenco sketches any number of those runs could be like a lead melody for the song and they're just so just exquisitely beautiful and and uh and there's there's that space to let them to let them be like that whereas you know in, in bop you're you're trying to get through as much as you can and you you were less about melodic um you know invention and innovation than you were about more technical you know prowess and and, and everything so <laughs> Thank you. 
Ron, thoughts? I'm fucking bored. <laughs> it bores the shit out of me. I'm so sorry. Like no, it's it, fine. It, it, I, I try and I try. It's it. I, honestly, I, th- I think the uh, the the modes that they're is it the mode? Is that what we're saying? Oh, I, the, I mean, they're modal. Pieces, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it it just it it doesn't go anywhere. It's mid tempo at best. I'm sure it's really good. I but I keep I keep coming back and I try to listen to it and my eyes just glaze over, and I feel like such a dick for for saying no, this. no. Um, but I, I just I I've never been able like this this stuff has never grabbed me, and it's it, it's like cilantro for me. I I just taste soap. Like <laughs> I everyone else is getting this fucking awesome thing and it's just like why do I taste the soap why is it me who tastes the soap so you live on the wrong side of flavor taste. <laughs> apparently so man like you know it's the flavor track it just it, it <laughs> like I was doing like I was doing like tasks around the house and it made those tasks more boring <laughs> by listening to it and you know and even if I sit down and I just like all right we're gonna do this like I'm yeah I'm I'm, I'm getting sleepy Right now, with this in my ears. Mm-hmm. No, Rob, I, I, I hear you. I, I'm mm. and I, I, I'm not trying to be, you know, um, counter or uh, an, an opposing view. So quite, quite simply, like I've never been able to get into uh, into this particular brand of jazz. Um, I also have trouble getting into it, and I, I recognize the, you know, the the skill level, and I recognize the reason that it's in this book. I. I own Kind of Blue. I got it on CD when I was in high school because I was trying to, you know, get... I was trying to, like, oh, what what, what would the cool college kids, you know... So I, I got, like... I went out and bought some CDs that I knew I was supposed to like, and this was one of them. And I listened to it probably a few dozen times, and I've listened to this this past week probably four or five times. And still, other than maybe So What and maybe Flamenco Sketches, if you just... Like drop the needle anywhere on the album and told me what song is it? I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like this album has like a special place for me, especially because I was backpacking in Europe in like 2001, and I could only take a couple albums. It's time of CDs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, portable CD players, and Kind of Blue was one of the albums that I took, and so I listened this album. A lot like on repeat and every single time I would I'd come back to it and I'd be like I, I'm finding you know I'd find new things it would sort of start something inside of me that I, I would get things out of it the sort of tones that they're doing the sort of interplay between the the piano and the trumpet is is like completely on point the way uh, Davis plays uh, the harmonics, but they're a little bit off, and so he has this interplay with all the all the different, you know, saxophone and uh, bass and everything is just working in tandem, uh, exactly in this like creative way, yeah, this sort of creative energy you can feel come across on the um, on the tape, and this is a three track tape. These are all one. One performance, first time one performances, except for the last one. Then why are the drums just panned hard right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, on this, yeah. No, yeah, on every fucking track. Like, 
There's just brushwork going in the right the right ears. Like, what are you doing? Cleaning yeah. your right ear. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Was this originally doesn't, mono? Doesn't bother me. Uh, yes. Okay, so that yeah. might just be a. Uh, and there are uh, numerous uh, releases and re-releases and masters and things like that. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I, I would say that it's almost Evans that makes this album above anyone else. Um, at least his interplay with Miles. And who's, yeah. who's um, I'm sorry, who Bill Evans, the pianist. Yeah, the pianist. Um, um, what what else has he done? I, I mean, he he sort of did a lot of his own stuff. He had his own trio. Um, the and, name sounds familiar. I'm just I mean, he's a he's a uh, he was a bespectacled white dude with you know greased combed hair. Um, he looks like a stereotypical '50s white dude, honestly, with okay. the big. Big thick glasses, um, but he came from a more of a classical background, and so was bringing a lot more of this sort of impressionist subtlety and more chordal shading. Yeah, you're almost a European styling. Okay. Yeah. And you'll hear, like in that intro, the exposition of flamenco sketches. There's some moments that just sound like, uh, like Eric Satie, like a, a Jiminopity or something like that, and. Then, um, which is not, and I don't think anything that had happened in, in jazz before. In, in fact, the that that book, the uh, George Russell, um, it was the at least at that time, and it might actually still be the only original theory to come from jazz music. They had been borrowing, you know, the Western uh, type of, of tonal harmony yeah. um, up until that point with 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 everything, and now this is moving in a, in a different direction and, and really uh, establishing something truly original. Yeah. I would say th this album kind of brings into something that was, you know, might have already been there, but it really confirms how how it's going to be from now on. It's a shift. It's a definitely, definitely a shift, like I would say with art, um, abstract art. Mm -hmm. This is bringing in abstract art. And that's that's not a one to one, but obviously you kind of get my meaning. Yeah, this yeah. is this is creating something completely different than was than was it was there before. And I, and I'm certainly biased. Yeah. I mean, these sorts of modal harmonies and melodies have always resonated really deeply with me. So, um, and I've had listened to this album for you know, over thirty years. So it's now this is an honest question. If they like. If they went in, if the same band went into the studio and played flamenco sketches again, mm -hmm. would it sound like it would, this? It'd be different. Okay. No. And the, actually, the first take of that was issued on one of the the re-releases, um, and it's it's different. I mean, it's obviously it's the same general structure, but his the entire introduction that's not a set thing. There was no like head. There was no chart for any of this. He gave them basic skeleton sketches of a couple of different modes and it was w within that palette basically that they were through composing live the entirety of these albums yeah um, his, his thought was your first your instincts you know those instincts those inspirations that's what we're recording that you're already a well you know a master of your instrument I'm putting these people in a position to play off of these other people um, and and go for it. Okay. So I think that helps a lot of having a little bit of the background of, of kind of being like why some things are a little 
you know, mind blowing to me, you know, you get all of us in a room, you say, here, you, you have these, these scales, these modes to go for, go for it. And we record that. And you come up with this. And that's it. This is the album. Like here are two or three scales. This is about when you need to be changing from one to the next. Other than that, do whatever. All right, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't, there's no, uh, obviously, they're one takes, there's no cut. There's no, you know, they're chopping yeah, two right, together right, or anything right. like that. It's all improvisational and uh, I think I read right something there. that they might have tagged on something at the end of Freddy Free Litter, but... Honestly, I tend to skip that one anyway because it's it's the more, sort of the most straightforward. It, it doesn't have Bill Evans. <laughs> it doesn't have Bill Evans <laughs> mostly. Um, All right, so I think it, it does it does the least does the, the least amount of, of new stuff certainly. Um, yeah, the hits are supposed to sound like they're saying so what, right? Or it's not just me. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that which probably which, came after. Which would lead me to yeah. think that, that the yeah. name came after. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think for the most part, a lot of the. The names came came after. So then I'm trying to find out like where like Freddy Freeloader fits in that song. Like, Freddy Freeloader. <laughs> that is uh that's actually named after one of the guys who was always trying to get into uh their con concerts for free. Mm-hmm. Named that, Freddy. That makes sense. And they're just like he's a freeloader. Yep. Yeah. And the punishment for that is we immortalize you in song. <laughs> <laughs> On one of the, <laughs> the most pivotal albums <laughs> ever created. That's why you always ask for handouts, kids. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Has done quadruple platinum. Not bad. And highest selling jazz album of all time. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, like, part part of you as a drummer, part of you knows, like, ah, this is gonna be awesome. These guys are killing it. But the other part of you, you know, I mean, how hard that that swing is just locked in and grooving right now. That's such a good feeling. That that would never be boring. Playing with these guys, watching them do this, being a part of that, I would not be bored at all. Be boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you wouldn't have to be there for that long because they recorded these. Well, that means you come back. <laughs> I get it. Uh, that but no, I don't get it. But I I understand. I no, I still don't understand. But you guys are telling me, so I agree because I trust you. No, no, <laughs> you don't have to agree. I took Mr. Bungle's uh, California on a bus ride out to Phoenix, so I kind of get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. With a that's the only CD you have. Yeah. And you're just seeing all this fucking crazy shit. That's also a fantastic album. Yeah. 
Probably not going to be on the thousand and one, though. <laughs> it's a shame. It is a shame. I think it should be. That's something we should talk about that's when we're 40. That's an incredible album. <laughs> so, you said this is not the jazz for you. What is the jazz for you? There's never been a jazz for me. None? Well, Oinka Boingo is a type of jazz. No. Well, it's more jazz in, in, in new wave. Influenced. Very jazz influenced. Come on. I mean, influenced, but it's not jazz. I mean, if you go to Mystic Nights, yes. But, I mean, they do a nice cover of Mini the Moocher. I don't know if that's jazz, though. I mean, a it's a jazz, jazz song, jazz. Yeah. but all that. I, I would, I would never, I would never call them a jazz band. Band. Yeah, it just uh, like even into like the fusion stuff, like bitches brew, any of that. We're gonna find out. <laughs> we are. Yeah. yeah. Believe you me, I got a lot to learn about jazz. Beer <laughs> on in. Yeah. Oh, so blue green. I was gonna. You were talking about the drummer on blue green. Uh, at first, they thought the drums were uh, a mistake because he had brushes. Mm. And so they said, "Oh, we're getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of background noise. You'll have to, you'll have to, you know, somebody's rattling some, paper somebody's, in the somebody's rattling monitor. <laughs> and uh, you can hear on the the recording, Miles like, no nah, man, that, no, nah, that's all part of it. That's part of it. <laughs> oh, you can and hear saying like, that. They're like, what? yeah. And they're like, what? He's like, yep, yep, that's part of it. Can you can you go to where you can hear him saying that? Oh, it's um, it's that. on the reissue, uh, of the, the like uh, outtakes okay. and things. But oh, I'll, so I'll play the song. Oh, so it's not in one of the, the no. main. Okay, okay, no. So who farts though? <laughs> <laughs> Told you, Dizzy comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it just it sounds like Charlie Brown Christmas without the fun Christmas part. Well, that I won't diss uh, Charlie Brown because that is a pretty is, exceptional. Is, uh, is that on this? Vince Guaraldi, yeah. I, I really like the Vince Guaraldi Christmas album. I think we all like the Vince Guaraldi Christmas album. I know. I'm. Oh, and freaking. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I would ever just sit down and listen to this on purpose. That's been abundantly clear, Rob. So. <laughs> what, what, would you ever. What would you listen to for a down tempo? So we, we talked about Frank Sinatra and the Wee Small Hours, mm-hmm. and you were. Then it might be a vocal thing. Like, uh, yeah, perhaps is that I, it? I need. I, I never thought I was one of those, but yeah. there's good feasibility. Like uh, in this particular facet, like having someone say 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 or sing words mm-hmm. would uh well, would allow me to connect a little bit better. Okay, that, that, that also then leads to: is there much instrumental music in general that you like? I mean, I fucking love surf. Uh, oh, huge yeah. fan. I mean, I, I, I like orchestra. Like uh, I like you know your your baroques and your classicals. And you're, uh, you like songs? Like songs? What if we're having a drink right now? We're at a bar. We, we were having And we're, we're having a drink. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I would, my eyes would roll in the back of my head if someone put this on if we were at a bar and we were what having a drink. What if there was a, a band drink. playing this? Like, I'm, like, am I there to watch the band or am I there to enjoy a drink at the bar while talking to both? Yeah. If I, 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 I wouldn't go to a show to hear this. Like, at a bar. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily go to a bar to order a fancy cocktail and have to hear this. And the bars that I frequent, mm-hmm. if this came on, it would be to clear the crowd. And, <laughs> right, right. And I, the, the, nothing, again, I get that I'm wrong. <laughs> I know for a fact that I'm wrong. And I am not... I mean, it's, it's not wrong. It's your yeah. personal it's, taste. But it, yeah. it's, it's patently incorrect, and I wish I could fix it. And I keep trying. Yeah. And it just, it, it, I, it never quite sticks. I'm me. applauding you for for giving it a chance and giving it another chance, you know? 
I mean, ha I think a lot of people in your position would say, yeah, uh, I don't know what they're doing. Not for me, but you, you, you can't say, you know, about that Miles Davis stinks. Like that's just not a thing that you can say because it's clearly not true. Yeah. It, but yeah, like I, I, I mean, the only time this would be a thing that would, oh, well, this is a pretty cool song, yeah. is if the bar had closed and the dude who's sweeping up the cigarette butts <laughs> uh -huh. is like, man, winding down. Yeah. What do you have any? I'm trying to think of this like down tempo piano music that you would I, ever venture to. I, I don't think I do. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm. I'm know. trying to get it. That this is just a particular something that you are not you're, you're, inclined. You're not. In, you don't lean toward any sort of leaning to more ambient music either or anything. I like some Aphex Twin. I am. I am much more intrigued after learning that this. These were just sketches, and everything was improved after that. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, but you know, it cool. Yeah. Cool. That that's a cool thing you guys did. Yeah. Um, I I personally wouldn't go back to it. Yeah. Um, really yeah. curious what your opinions of the Silent Way are going to be. Yeah. I'm I'm curious myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just I have a few notes, so I'll go ahead and. Um, it was said that. Miles loved Bill Evans playing so much that he would call him on the telephone, ask him to set the phone on the piano, and just play. And Miles would listen. What if, like, Bill Evans had something going on? <laughs> nope. Like, Miles dude, Davis is gone. <laughs> like, dude, I was, I'm in the middle of making dinner. <laughs> if anything, he was probably in the middle of heroin. <laughs> dude, I'm in the middle of heroin. I'm, I'm fairly certain you would say this is definitely one of the thousand one records that a uh, yeah a human I, should listen to. I I was gonna say I would probably say if I, I had to pick one out of the fifties, this this might be it. This is yeah, the top, this is the top. This one. might be the, uh, this the is, top one. This is the top of anything we've heard so far, by far. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. Undeniably a classic. Yeah. I prefer some of the other stuff we've heard so sure, far. Sure, sure. And that that bef by far that you tagged on at the end of it was a little condescending, Grady. Tootist. <laughs> what? Tootist, fruitist. This is the best thing we've listened bootist. to by far. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was speaking for myself. Oh, yeah, okay. for him. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that across, like, I'm not, Grady, speak, I'm not speaking for everyone. Grady, you tell me our subjective. <laughs> Say what? That's literally what I was saying. Just making sure it's not misconstrued. All right. Next episode, we'll be music. talking about Marty Robbins, In Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs. Into the sixties.